What's up? This is the tea with Malobi. I'm Thomasin. We're super excited to be here, you guys. If you've been rolling with us, you already know we've been here for two amazing seasons on IGTV, and God has heard us, you guys. We have stepped up to yes. the Cloud you Africa know, studio. Cloud. We're on Cloud, baby! <laughs> super exciting times, guys. Super exciting times. <laughs> so, the tea with MT, if you don't know about us, is basically a show where we talk about relatable content for us and you, and we basically try and carve a pathway in this crazy world that we're currently living in it is content that has to do with sexuality love family relationships you name it we talk about it we're gonna kick off with the pre-drinking game so get your drinks ready get your drinks on going to play our pre-game which is most likely two and how this game works is that we're going to read out some questions and our audience is going to (laughs) point and say who they feel is most likely to when we get to the first three some the person with the most three or the first First three three. yeah would then drink please be nice to me Welcome to our drinking section. This is the pre-game and we are playing who's most likely to, okay? And how the game works is that we're going to read out a question and you guys get to tell us which one of us is most likely to. Um, the first person to get to three, when, when our names are said three times, and the first get to three. First to three. Yes, first to three. You know what I meant. I'm ready to drink it. First to three has to take a shot. Um, so, are you ready? So make sure you're commenting on our Instagram live, make sure you're commenting who you think is most likely to, okay? Okay, Okay. so, uh, you want to start with the first question? So which of us is most likely to eat at a restaurant and sneak out without paying? Each of us is it's obviously cannot be me, so like... Which of us looks broke, please say like, if you see me, I'll be offended. What should you get? What should you get? Which of us is broker? Please, what's your reason, you guys? You guys, I don't want to see. I'm expecting to see some of my guys on here <laughs> oh, saying, Malobi, I don't want to see anybody else. So, can we get comments? We, I need to. Tommy's saying one, Tommy's saying two. Wait, Tommy's saying one. You guys, I'm fighting. It is what it is. I'm facts are facts. Tommy say three. Can we have a Tommy say? No, we need a Malobi in this bitch. Okay. Tommy say three. Tommy say take shots. We, John, and thirty. If I see you in the street, I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay. Oh. Okay. Last question to me. Okay, oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> so, which one of us is most likely to show up at work stoned? Stoned, though. All of you should already know that. I want you guys to know that I don't smoke. So, listen, your name is still coming out. They're liars. So, no, they're behind the time. Don't worry. So, which one of us is likely to show up stoned? 
to the office. Wale, what? Malobi, one. My Malo, what's, what's the meaning of that? My Malo, what's the meaning of that? three. Finished. Finished. Malobi, everybody says you. There's no possible way that I can come to work. It's not that I have sleepy eyes, nobody. Get the fuck out. So it's you next. Ah, wow, same. Okay, so the next question. <laughs> Which of us is most likely to lie about our age? Hmm. Which between me, a Gen Z, and Malobi, a millennial. So listen, for starters, most you are like, not Gen Z. Like, let's just establish. I'm a zillennial. You are a millennial. I'm a zillennial. I'm more, I'm millennial, millennial. Yeah, so there's no confusion with you. Fuck you, I'm man. I'm a zillennial. <laughs> which of us is more likely to lie about our age? Malobi. Fuck you. Who is that person? Cancel. Princess. <laughs> Malobi. One for Malobi. We need two more for Malobi. Two for Malobi, oh, Lola. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> Malobi, yes, yeah, I drink. I, I got to answer. I have to answer because, like, Malobi is always coming for me and I'm sick and tired of it. Drink that. Uh, is that a sip? Is that a sip? Better open your mouth and drink that stuff. <laughs> Everybody said Lobi. They know it's you. Who's most likely to? Ah, Kilode. So, who is most likely to steal from a hotel between Malobi and myself? I want you guys to think these answers through. There are consequences for your actions. There are consequences. Joe, princess. Anko, Wale, you too. Because you're in Canada, you think you can just get away with anything. <laughs> I have boys in Canada, they will beat you. Forget. Which of us is likely to steal from a hotel, you guys? Wale, what's the meaning of this? No, that was before. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which of us is most likely to steal from a hotel? Remember that we're drinking, guys, so please be aware. Tommy Sin, one. Tommy Sin, two. Yay! Three for Tommy Sin. Tommy Sin, three. <laughs> oh my days. You guys, I want to just say that. Next time, you guys should sponsor a better, like, booze for us to be drinking than this harsh, harsh, harsh booze. Listen, it came from a good place. It came from a good Don't place, but you. I would prefer... Yeah, like, all those babes on Twitter that will be dropping birthday lists and on the way... <laughs> they will be dragging people, people that say they are broke. Please, dear. No, 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 no. I will drop my birthday list, by the way, by this weekend. My birthday is in three weeks' time. Please, let's all, you know, coordinate. That's a discussion topic, by the way. Yes, like, what is. are your thoughts on wish lists dropping? Is it just, like, glorified begging? Because <laughs> it's always bad bitches that come and drop lists. Like, if you're such a bad you bitch, how about you buy your fucking iPhone 12 by yourself and stop coming to drop it on Twitter for us? <laughs> <laughs> On my own, this I'm is iPhone saying, 11. Bad bitches buy their phones themselves. On my own, you're not a bad bitch if you're coming to crowd, crowd, crowdsource. Well, we buy a new phone. I'm not a bad bitch, am I? Am I coming? To, I don't broke shame people. I'm now. a bad bitch, you and did. I'm still gonna ask you to buy my no, iPhone. But tell me, see, you are not one Pocket of those people. Your that be, you are not one of those people that will be telling people that like 200k is small money because you don't think like that. Yeah. You have people that will be saying 200k well, is said, small money, and you. Well, said. Yeah. Her reason will be the robe is comfy, <laughs> and you know something? That's facts. <laughs> okay, next one. Let's not get derailed. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to cut out all these things now. So, okay. Most likely, this is the final question, you guys. So we're wrapping this up. Most likely to make out with a stranger in a public place. 
again think these answers through don't just who is me. most likely to make out based on previous episodes okay who is more pda ish and who is not then who is most likely to make out a stranger in a public place okay let's be tell me saying no that's not part okay. of it uh-uh you're so quick to jump you want to just put your head in kilo day relax <laughs> relax they haven't said malobi yet most likely to make out with a stranger in a public place i vote to missing you're not allowed to vote to missing no um, i think you actually one for malobi two for malobi Malobi, one for me. Demola, I'm going to get you back. My three for Malobi. Three for Malobi. Drink. Okay, I'm offended. In a public place, so it's, it's not going to be me. And no, wait. A stranger, it will not be me. If you just say public place, is most possible. A stranger would not be me either, Sha. I take exception to that. A stranger wouldn't be me, but like. Everybody say Malobi, Sha. Everybody. A stranger could be. A, wait, a stranger has been you. <laughs> Be you uh, keep your fuck you, bro. Facts, facts. I got receipts. You get me? We've come to the end, you guys, yeah. of the pregame. Thank you for joining. We love you. Did you love me? Fuck you. I love you, but fuck you. So this segment is called the aperitif and it's basically where we talk about just light banter about things affecting myself and Thomasin and you guys and it will ease us into the flow of the more serious conversations on the show. Today's aperitif topic is basically, I want to know Thomasin, <laughs> are you in the streets? Let's, we, we, there are a lot of questions to be honest that we need to ask. Well, I would like to know first of all, are you in the streets? Yes. Well, <laughs> Okay, so what does it mean when because we hear that every day, everybody says they're in the streets, the streets are rough, but we're all still there. I'm not there, by the way. Let me just put it out there. But what does it mean when you say you're in the streets? Um, I guess being in the streets is first of all not being in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. It just means that whatever happens, happens. Wherever you find yourself, you are there. Whoever you find yourself with, you are with that person. It's kind of just being in an undefined space which is where a lot of us find ourselves when we say that we're single. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask me if I'm single, I'll say, yeah. Does that mean that I don't have people in my life? No. Do I know what those people in my life are? No. So, so. if you're not seeing anybody, let's just define that. If, you're not see- if there's nobody in your life, you're not in the streets, you're just alone. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. To be in the streets, you have to be like in entanglement, at least one entanglement. Yep. So, but like we always say, I know you're not happy. No. Like <laughs> the streets are cold. We all know that. Why do you find yourself remaining in the streets? Why are you not picking one of your hoes to start a relationship with? Is it just like that? <laughs> you just pick them. You didn't tell me this before. <laughs> but I mean, I guess because the people that I am seeing, quote unquote, are people that I don't know if I if it's going to move into a relationship, I don't really know the, def- the defined def- the definition of our relationship. It's just 
what it is, right? I can't just decide today that oh, this is someone that I want to be with. And I haven't really found that person. Maybe the people that I'm seeing are not the, the person that I actually want to have a long-term relationship with. Because if I want to leave the streets, I'm not leaving the streets for two months. Or four months. Oh, can you really tell? Year. I know you can't <laughs> tell, but I don't want to be in such a position, you know. I want to be in a long term relationship. If I'm going to mm -hmm. leave the streets at the age that I am right now, that's what I want. Now, have I found the person I want to do that with? I don't know. So I'm dabbling in different pools to kind of see which one matches my temperature. <laughs> but I feel like this whole like non-defined relationships are like the order of the day yep. when it comes to being single generally. Yep. I'm going to speak on my experience as a Nigerian single babe. Or no, <laughs> like, based on my experience as a Nigerian single babe. We generally run away from defining anything. And I think the reason for that is because a lot of the time we don't know what we want or we don't think that what we want is acceptable. I'll give you a simple example. Okay. Like on like unconventional relationships, like open relationships, polyamory. I think that if we are generally more open or welcome, like welcoming to the idea that you can be in a committed relationship with multiple people, it will be easier for people to define and venture into meaningful relationships. Because the fact is that not everybody, I think that it is a more realistic philosophy to live by than the monogamy that we sort of push That's by facts. default because everybody is cheating. That's facts. And I also feel like if you kind of look at the history of where we come from mm -hmm. as well, you'll find that, I mean, when I think back to like great grandparents that I've heard stories about, none of them were ever in a monogamous relationship as far as I'm, I'm aware. No, but those ones, are they not more one-sided? How many women were marrying several men? Wasn't not, not it more? marrying, but in, re in serious relationships with other men, aside from the their titled husband for example i think if you look into our history as nigerians i mean me i'm speaking from yoruba culture mm -hmm. you will find that women also had other men that they were in serious relationships with aside from the titled husband you know but Fair. i mean personally i don't want to be in a open relationship and so I'm very happy in the streets until I find, you know, that person that I want to completely commit to. I don't like sharing. I'm not a... I didn't learn that one in primary school. I like having... If I like putting all my energy into one person and giving that one person all my attention and being with one person. I don't want someone who's going to come and cheat on me and tell me that we're in an open relationship now. I don't want to hear any of that. I want to be in a committed relationship Till then, me and the streets, we date together. But do you think that the dating pool, I would say in Lagos, do you think it's impressive? No, it's dirty. It's absolutely <laughs> dirty. Like, it's upsetting. I mean, I just, I haven't been able to find or to like clarify what exactly the issue is with the dating pool in Nigeria. I really have no idea. But it's very difficult to actually find people who are willing to communicate like effectively and tell you what's really happening right not just lie to you and like make you feel good today and then tomorrow you go to 57 and they're there with like the next babe that they said that they, that they should you should be okay with <laughs> i don't understand all of that i don't understand the lies i don't understand any of that i'm a very straightforward person if you tell me thomasin this is our relationship 
and this is what I, I also want the same thing and I'm happy to move forward. If it's not what I want, I'll move away. But people want to eat their cake and have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is with like our generation. I think that we have a very eat your cake and have it mentality. Nobody yep. wants to be vulnerable. Nope. Nobody wants to be emotional. Nobody wants to let their walls down. So <laughs> we all keep lying to each other. We all keep telling each other, oh, like you're fine being, but really we're not fine being in the streets. No. But we don't want to take the steps that are required. We don't want to tell each other the truth. Like, okay, I like you, but I don't think that I want to be in a relationship yet. So we walk away. We want to be able to hold on to that person. Yep. while we de- define what it is that we want and then we just end up hurting each other. So everybody's like walled up and yeah. Good luck with that, Tommy Sin. <laughs> I know, but like, is it worth being in the, sh- like, is it worth sacrificing my independence at this point of my life as well? Is it worth it? I don't understand. So like, I- I'm an independent, young, financially okay woman you know and one guy in the streets to come to come and tell me eh no you're my guy now uh well geez like come and be my babe is it worth getting into that position with these people in the nigerian dating pool i think that i don't know for as many people who are not ready for meaningful relationships they are other people who are ready. So it's just about filtering through the garbage. And so like, That's will I find them in is. W bar? Will I find <laughs> like, where would I find these people? Like, I have not met these people yet. So. I think we should be open to non-conventional. I think, have you tried dating apps before? This is very random, but I have found oh, that, yes. <laughs> I have found that the online, so when you say the dating pool in Lagos is trash, I have found that the online dating pool in Lagos seems to be more productive and oh, yeah. more, more. Why do you have friends that have made it? I do have friends. Based on dating apps? Yes, I do have friends who have gotten into meaningful relationships of specifically Bumble. Okay, that's specifically nice. you know what's Bumble. crazy is that my friend made me sign up to Bumble literally this time last week. So I've been on Bumble now for one week. I have Everybody spoke- is there. By the way <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is there. <laughs> Every single time I swipe and I see someone I know, I die. <laughs> I'm like, so you mean all of you are here? And you didn't form me. And everybody is forming. We want to be on the streets for life. It's a lie. It's a lie. They're actively searching for love. Actively. Well, they left me on the streets and they are on Bumble. It took me how long to get on Bumble. I didn't even know about it until my friend goes, Tommy, I'm tired of you talking about your man problems. My friend gets on Bumble and I was like, what's that? Okay, I downloaded it. I'm talking to a couple of people in the last week or so. It has gone pretty well, actually. It's... One particular, and it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but you know, it's going well, and it's interesting to find. And I'm like, where is this kind of person on the streets of Lagos? Where do I meet them? Someone told me that I need to start hanging out in better, in more, you know, better influential places that I should not be going to. <laughs> I should not be yes, going to W bar. W bar. There's no love in W bar, guys. Oh God, lighthouse, please. And I was like, okay, so but like. Where else? It's 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 a bit difficult, you know, and I'm I'm getting quite tired of the streets. I've been saying it now for like a year. If I we had this conversation a year ago, mm-hmm. you already know me. I'd have been like, Oh I'm for the streets, so the streets love me, die, I die here. But 
I lied. <laughs> I lied. I'm not interested anymore. And I would really like to get off the streets. I want to get into a car and drive off. That's my goal for this year. I cannot lie. But I'm also not trying to push myself to be in a position where I'm not happy with the person that I end up with. So I'm just trying to take my time and get off the streets in my own way with the right person, hopefully. And, you know, be off the streets long term. Yeah. So, you yeah, have finished asking me about why I'm in the streets. But you that you're not in the streets, I really want to know, how did you get off the streets? Give me tips. Help my life. How do I get off the streets? <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. Answer so, me. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, <clears throat> me getting off the streets was just, you have your hoes, you have people you're seeing, obviously, because you're in the streets, and you have your favorites. And I like definition. I'm not one of those people that will just be wondering about for me when in the streets for life. Like, I always want to define, do you like me? What are we doing? That's me, because I would rather take your... Um, rejection with my chest, cancel you and move on than be wallowing in that. So I will always ask for definition and the person wanted to be with me as well. So, so we just took it from there. It's luck. It's, I think it's a time and chance Mad. thing, really. That's so what it is. I don't have luck. But I don't believe in wasting my time. That's one thing that I will always do. I will always ask for definition. If we are hooking up for an extended period and you're starting to get jealous about me being with other people, I'll ask you, what's up? What's this about? Do you understand? If I start to feel some type of way, I'll tell you, this is how I'm feeling. So I'll know. If you say, I'm not doing, okay, I'll just include one or two people in my life. And I know that, okay, we're just, you get. So for me, I think you should just be willing to have the conversations and be open to rejection because how are you supposed to find your prince if you don't kiss a few frogs? There's like one prince and like a hundred frogs. Like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I, mean, have I to totally kiss get you. I totally mm. get you. I think definition is something that we are all scared of. And it's it's ruining us. It's ruining us. But I mean, it's very hard to then find somebody when everybody that's approaching you is either someone that has been cancelled or I'm Someone that can cancel you. Someone that can cancel, or I'm canceling, or they want to cancel me. So, like, it's very difficult, and I don't know how to navigate that at all. So, in this in this scenario now, we just have to like find some kind of balance in dealing with people that have been canceled and have not, and people that we could potentially cancel. For me, I agree. (laughs) Okay. I mean, it's, 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 it's tough, man. I'm tired of being in the streets. So, like, now I'm just thinking about, okay, like, why have why don't I want this person? Or why have I canceled this person? Or, like, why am I in a position? When or, you say you've canceled someone, sorry yes, to cut you short, do you mean sorry. that you will never be able to re-engage? Is it for a time... Is it for like a time frame? Is it something that you personally I can't re-engage. You have you have cancelled me or you or you have get it out, whatever we are doing before. It's going to be very hard for me to now come back. I'm a big babe now, I don't they? What? <laughs> oh wow. This life. 
It's over. It's dead. It's done. Let's not go and find somebody else because you already moved on. And when I glow the fuck up, <laughs> when I grow up, they'll come running back. That's all I got to say. So, this section is called Pour Me a Stiff Drink. So, basically, if you're into soft drinks and, you know, mocktails, just skip to the end. This, this is the hard stuff, okay? We're going to be talking about something pretty serious. And we're talking about cancel culture. Coming from the topic of relationships and people canceling each other in relationships and, like, you know, being abandoned in some way. <laughs> is cancel culture a real thing? And why is it a real thing? Where did they come from? And how long are you supposed to cancel someone for? Because... I personally feel like cancel culture is real online. But in reality, it's like a fleeting spur of the moment based on our emotions at the time phenomenon. Yep. That's what it is. I agree. Yeah, because a lot of the time... It is based on how you feel both about the person and about the situation. We have people that see situations that are glaringly bad and they say, I choose to stand with this person, not necessarily because they are bad people, but this person is in their inner circle. They find it, they cannot like um, excommunicate the person and whatnot. So I think it's a personal thing. I think that we try to make it a lot more um, concrete and more substantial that than it is but a lot of the time it's just social media outrage it ends there as far as i'm concerned honestly and i think it affects people on social media people take things a bit drastic literally this morning i saw a tweet where someone was saying um that that's how you guys ended lady donnelly's career because (laughs) because of this thing that happened and i was like for real her career is dead I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, is oh, that a real thing? Legit. Okay, but like, because if, the thing, the thing that happened. The thing, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, she's, you know, she's still working. She's still mm-hmm. getting booked. She's still getting gigs. She's still doing stuff. But somehow on social media, her career is dead based on something that has absolutely nothing to do with that. But because she's affiliated with someone that something happened with. So I was going to say that I actually sort of take that back. While it is a social media thing, we cannot deny that cancel culture has far-reaching effects. Yep. We have people like, um, what's his name, Israel, the boxer, who said yeah. he was going to rape somebody and then labor started to drop him and say, okay, he's no longer an ambassador, he's no longer this and that. So there are definitely far-reaching effects yep. of cancel culture. However, I feel like a lot of the time, the effects are not as long-lasting as you would expect with the level of passion and intensity that we cancel people. Yep. Do you get? Like what she said, Dundee's career is clearly not cancelled. Mm-hmm. Like she's still, she's doing good. Do you get? So it is a personal thing. It's serious, but it's not as, it's not that deep. I think we move on quicker than we like to admit. Yeah, we don't like to accept the fact that in real life, some of these guys still have friends. People will still go to certain shows by certain people who are supposedly cancelled online. It's it's life. At the end of the day, people move on. And as human beings, we're exactly. so fleeting. Because I think that forgiveness is a real thing. 
Like it's very easy for us to form. Oh, this person did this end their career. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like when when Tori Lane's shot Megan. <laughs> Then, people went on his Instagram page and they're like, oh my God, hotties, let's end his career. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do, man? Will you sit down? What are you going you're to do? Going to you're, the music. you're still going to stream still his music. Play club. He's still going to do a live video and you're going to watch it because it's just what it is. Do you get yeah. so I feel like we try to overemphasize the strength or the effectiveness of, I think we move on with yeah. time. People, people definitely move on. And you know, like we're cancel culture came from apparently is from this wesley snipes movie um new jack city and he goes something like cancel that bitch and that's like where it started from really i don't even know i don't know what year that was but since then since 1991 apparently till now that has been the reigning you know how things pick up in pop culture cancel that bitch became cancel what did he mean when he said that did he mean kill that bitch or did he mean what does cancel like when you say someone is cancelled what did he mean then what does he mean now uh i just think it's a different it was a different meaning entirely i don't particularly think he actually meant cancel her whole life and that and like end her career or something like that i'm not i'm not entirely sure that's what she meant (laughs) but like he just kind of meant like free this one and I'll get another one. Basically, I think the babe was his girlfriend or something, so he just dumped her. Basically, just to say that. Not like he was saying end her career or end her life or kill her, as many people on social media kind of do when many of these things come up. If you look in the comment section of some of these Tory Lanes and co, you'll find like some really, really serious Some dark threats. comments. Yeah, some I swear, really I get serious that. Stuff. But then again, I mean, if you think about it, some of the things that these people are accused of that make you cancel them, things like rape or domestic violence, are those things not like important <clears throat> enough for you to cancel somebody? I agree. I do feel like, and in certain situations, I don't support the whole conversation of, oh, this person is in my inner circle. I think that if someone in your inner circle does some certain fucked up things, you should cancel them. 100%. So when the whole um, surviving R. Kelly thing came out, when everybody was really into R. Kelly and his crimes and everything he had done, because he had been doing them for a while, mm-hmm. but when it became glaring that this was a he was a sick person, we had people like Erica, who is, by the way, one of my favorite people on the earth, but I was just really disappointed that she came out and said things like, oh, he's sick, and if someone is sick, why would you feel anything but like love for them? And I'm like, this guy was peeing in a child's mouth, so- my sister. Like, I love you, but the f- What? <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. So, do you understand? I do believe that there are certain things that people do that you should cancel them. There should be consequences. And I don't I don't think that people, because they're in positions of power, people like certain personalities that have been accused of rape and then all of a sudden the person comes out to say, oh no, the evidence was manipulated. I cooked up the story. And like, we all know that this thing actually fucking happened. So like... I get frustrated when I see people moving on and saying, oh, like, it's a normal thing. Like, we should be able to forgive her. I do think that cancel culture should be maybe not as... Maybe maybe it is what it is, like, right now, but I think it should be a lot more serious in certain cases. I don't yeah. think that somebody who is a rapist should be allowed to walk the streets of Lagos freely and post videos saying, oh, social media court is not a court. Live and let live. That's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that we should. So I think that in certain cases, cancel culture should be upheld. 
Yeah. I don't agree with that whole doctrine of forgive and forget. People make mistakes. R. Kelly didn't make a mistake peeing in a child's mouth. He did not. He really did not. But then, I mean, if you bring it, like, back home, down to Mm -hmm. our own home ground, and we look at people that have been cancelled in recent times, all they do, right, is disappear, or they will drop one lawyer's letter on the timeline, disappear for a couple months, they come back on IG. And post a video in white. (laughs) In white shirt at the beach. (laughs) My friends sit down, and all his little friends, all the people that are so-called friends of his inner caucus are coming out here posting love hearts no but here's the thing we have such a warped um legal system in nigeria where you are never really able to concretely uh, like properly say okay this person is guilty of this crime you know that so when you're in this person's circle and their lawyer has come to drop letter and they are telling you i didn't do this thing and you know this person this person hasn't done that to you so mm-hmm. you don't join us that i think it is it's understandable that people would feel like that yeah so when there are cases like that i think mm, you may not really be able to hold them and say oh they shouldn't forgive do you get it's a different thing like when there's like that that's your that yoruba actor Okay. Baba Ijesha, that there was a video. That's and then you have some idiots coming out to say, "Oh, until the court finds him guilty, that person is guilty as hell." Are you joking? What There's What the hell is that? There's video. a confession. That, do you understand? There's a CCTV like video showing everything. So that is a different case. Yeah. Which is why I cannot understand people like Erica who are in support of R. Kelly or saying they are sending love to him. But in cases where we, it is your word against the person's word, don't you think that cancel culture needs to chill a bit? sometimes especially because we're in a system where we cannot necessarily determine who is guilty or not guilty how yeah. do you handle those situations i mean i don't know especially in a country like here i think the one thing the only way that we understand things in this country is mm-hmm. money right and in 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 that aspect i feel like the only thing that you can really really do to hurt somebody is not go for a show don't stream his music if you personally have this, mm-hmm. you're opposed to this person, going on his IG does not help your case because you're giving him more views, which means that more brands are going to want to sponsor him. Boycott him. Boycott him. Boycott but you don't, him. you don't have to force somebody else to boycott him, but you do what you need to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you get? But wait, can I ask something else? This, when you boycott him, is it for life? What's the time frame? For somebody, because this person now he gave this person that came to post pictures in white, he gave a time like there was a bit of time between when he, the crimes, the the allegations against him were spoken of, and when he made the video. So like, are you saying he should not come back on IG? You should not post again. Um, honestly, <laughs> right for me, yeah, I just think that every cancellation I've ever had has been a personal decision. Mm-hmm. If I've decided that this person I'm cancelling you, it's up to me to decide whether or not I can forgive you. At the end of the day, this person in white, I've had to work with him. Right? I also had to work with <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm not yeah. gonna say his name, but I was people that I feel I have already cancelled, right? Mm-hmm. I've had to turn I turned some jobs down because I feel like at the point in which I got the jobs I couldn't work with the person because I had cancelled them so deep in my mind, right? And I can't move past it until I'm ready to move past it. You can't tell me when that's going to be, but mm. I'm able to make the decision for myself. Whether that's a lifetime is my own business. Whether it's hmm. 
a month or two months is your own business but for me the decision is like any any situation to do with domestic abuse i'm sorry but for life you are dead to me any so exactly to do with rape, you are dead to me so is it dependent on the situation for me that's why i said that it's very personal to me if somebody that i know has been mm. affected by this person okay. it's going to definitely hurt me a lot more than if it's some stranger that there that there's opposing evidence to what the person said and i'm not sure because i don't know the person i don't know anybody in the situation but if i know someone who has actually been affected by said person it's going to be a lifetime cancellation i'm not going to lie to you so how do you handle cases of people trying to force you to cancel someone or trying to cancel you for a reason that doesn't make sense like because you support Erica <laughs> instead of Lecon or like Beyonce or like something that you don't consider to be cancel worthy how do you deal with that um i mostly ignore said person <laughs> because they clearly don't have things to do with their lives um and i just feel like like i said before cancel culture is a personal thing somebody wants to cancel me for something that i don't feel is cancel worthy then that's their prerogative they can cancel me by all means go ahead and do that but don't be looking for me next tomorrow when you need to when you need your 2k i won't do <laughs> you get it. that's it like i really have no cancel me i have no issue with that if you feel like i deserve to be canceled for something that you feel makes sense to you even if it doesn't make any sense to me you can do so but that I would not respect you I'm sorry it's not as if I did something that is cancel worthy or I deem cancel worthy and so it it cannot make sense to me and I can't just I will just ignore because mm-hmm. there's no way that will make sense yeah but yeah I think cancel culture is like very a lot more complex than we try to pass it off as it's not a cast in stone very one blueprint type situation a lot of the time there are complexities and there are different situations and circumstances that we have to take into consideration when we are judging people's actions and whatnot so if you have an opinion or you have a conviction about someone else's actions hold it with your chest and do it for you i don't think that anybody owes you any cancellation i don't think that because someone did something that you think is bad if someone else is like oh i don't think it's that bad you should try to force them into accepting because in the end it is you as you've said before People will always play R. Kelly's music. People will always listen to the band. People will always laugh at the comedians that are inappropriate and whatnot. It is a conviction thing. As long as you feel a certain type of way about it, uphold it and don't let yourself be swayed. That's another thing. Don't yeah. cancel people because other the people are doing it. Like canceling. <laughs> doesn't make sense. Because if I come and ask you about what you've cancelled person, you can't give me a reason for yourself. I kind of respect you less. Because you don't have a mind of your own. You're just canceling based on the vibe. And I just feel like that's weird. But I would really like for us to discuss this cancel culture in in more depth. And I think if you if you want to discuss it, I want to talk about specific names. Because I name drop. I don't have energy. <laughs> I don't have time. Follow us on the Tea with MT pod on Instagram. And you'll have us on IG Live on Friday midnight talking about some of these conversations. Having real, real conversations about this. And you can engage with us as well. So, mm-hmm. I think I think that kind of rounds up this topic. It does. It does.
okay, as we've come to sort of almost the end of the show today, we're just going to go into our nightcap, which is basically like our wind down topic. And today we're going to be talking about grief management. Coming from the topic of cancel culture, it is very obvious now that cancel culture can be taken to a form of bullying or violence. There is a point in which it gets to where it becomes so incredibly harmful to other people up to the point that it can actually lead to suicide, especially in the time where we're in a pandemic, people are at home, they're focused on their social media, they're not really talking to other people as much as they would have. It is potentially very very harmful mm-hmm. and in you know in the year 2020 and 2021 we as a global community have been through a lot a lot of death a lot of grief a lot of stress based on grief mm-hmm. so how do you manage grief i know that you've been through quite a bit in the last year or so and i don't know i just i've always i find it very difficult to deal with grief i, I mean in many ways, I've had people in my life that have passed away, but I find yeah. it very difficult to deal with that. But I really want to know, like, if you have any tips for everyone listening. Yes. So, um, based on my experience personally and a bit of research that we did, we do have tips for you. Five tips that I think. I think we're just going to do like myths, people, what people expect when you're grieving, and then what the reality is. Because from my personal experience, I lost my dad um, in 2019. At the end of 2019, he was ill for a while, so it was a very draining experience for me. But I realized that after he passed, the range of emotions I expected to feel, the amount of grief, the tears I expected to cry, and the sadness I felt, it was very fleeting. It was replaced with numbness very quickly. And I was so scared of being alone. I started to like go out almost immediately after. And people were like, ah, this baby, your daddy just died. Why are you out? Why are you at Dunley's show? Why <laughs> Why are you at this and that? So I just feel like everybody handles it differently. But the thing is till now, I don't think that I have actually come to terms with the fact that he passed because I never got to see him. I never got to attend the burial. I never got to do all that. So I think that I have been dealing with it in my own way and it is unfair of anybody to demand or expect that there should be a certain way you heal. So everybody should just take grief on as a personal thing and understand that whatever you're feeling is unique to you. So handle it as you can. Take each day at a time. Mm. I'm going to give us five tips or give you guys five tips for grief management and you, Ba. (laughs) For grief management, I haven't really had experience with anyone committing suicide in my circle, but I've had a few people that passed away like um, because of COVID or because of sickness or any other thing. So I feel like this would be key for them as well. So the first thing is that most people assume that your pain will go away if you learn to compartmentalize and like um, ignore the pain. The opposite is actually the case because all it says is you're just keeping it away. It's just like a raw box of pain. You never really get to heal. You understand? It's like when you have an actual injury and you just put plaster on it, you can't leave the plaster there for life. It's just going to continue to, it will never dry up and heal and whatnot. So it's important to understand that that pain, no matter how shitty it is, you have to go through it at some point. You can go out for two years. After the second year, it will hit you at some point. So (laughs) brace yourself. The second thing is, um, and this affected me particularly because 
my dad left behind a wife and my mom they were they had been together since she was a child since she was like in her teens so we were all very worried about her and because of that we all felt the need to be strong so like at the funeral we were watching it and everybody was trying you know to like be strong don't cry too much don't this don't do that like even when we had the Nigeria funeral we were all trying to be strong for her and i feel like i never really got a chance to grieve my own grieving mm. do you understand yeah so while the expectation is that you should try to hold things together like um put up a strong front because you do have to move on it's important for people to allow you to feel your feelings as well yeah you get now the third one is if you don't cry it means you are not sorry for the loss i know of people who just can't bring themselves to cry can bring themselves to express pain the way that we consider to be conventional. I think those people are actually the most vulnerable because they don't have an outlet. A lot of the time, I'm a crier and I, I, I have noticed that when I do cry, I feel better. Yeah. People who don't have that outlet, I think are actually going through a lot more than we who are able to express. So when people see you and they say, uh-uh, <laughs> this person is not crying. Maybe she's the one that killed this person. It's just... Niger. <laughs> it's very nigerian and it's very primitive and it's not helpful at all because all you're doing is making this person feel guilty more guilty than they already feel because if you notice you know death is a very sudden phenomenon there are so many conversations you never get to have and so many things you never get to iron out so you feel like that was taken away from you the last thing you need is anyone else coming to tell you you're not grieving as you should. Yeah. It's just an additional feeling of... So please, when you see people and it seems like instead of crying, they decide to do like a shopping, like plunge themselves into shopping. That's their way of dealing with it. It doesn't always have to look a particular way. And then there's this other perception that people have, or expectation that people have that your grief should last a particular time. There was a time I was talking to someone about me experiencing grief a few months after like the incident happened and he said uh-uh, what's wrong with you won't you move on <laughs> and he was saying to me oh when his own dad died that after the burial in the east after one month he was okay and i'm like bro i'm not you like I, I am not you like yep. the circumstances are so different and not everybody heals the same way i think it's, yep. it's unfair for you to demand that somebody heals within a certain time frame because here's the thing you will never see this person again you can be alive for 50 more years you're not going to see that person ever again so yep. it's such a sudden final incident you should just let people fucking be man yeah just, i definitely agree and just to, just to like speak on that is just the fact that i mean i've lost people in my life to suicide especially I think mm-hmm. those have hit me the most and it's just the fact that this person has now left me on their own accord and that's the end i can't pick up my my phone and call one of my girls and be like yo i want to go shopping because she's not there to go shopping and it's tough you know but as we are in 2021 now and we're all kind of collectively dealing with grief in our own different ways, I just remember to be respectful for, to each other and understand that everyone deals with these things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to really just dedicate this particular episode to your dad, to Fatima, to Toku, and to every other person that we have to all lost. Mom. To Chris's mom. And just to everyone that we have lost in these like, last two, three years. It's been tough, but... It has been tough. We're going to make it, guys. We'll make it. So, yeah. 
Jones.